0: We shouldn't allow people to overextend themselves.
1: No, yeah, we we, we have a max. and it's, it's The bar is set pretty low there, yeah. trust me.
0: Hey, here's a guy donating $100. That makes me feel really, really bad.
1: <laughs> yeah. You are listening to episode 138 of PHP Ugly, the ultimate podcast for developers who are up late on a Thursday night. And you know, really don't don't have a whole lot, a lot of other things. I'm one of your hosts. They call me Eric Dan Johnson. And with me to my immediate virtual rate, which looks like a left, I guess, on the screen. Am I pointing on the left? I'm not sure. Is my good friend Thomas Ryde out.
0: Hey!
1: Hey, how's it going? You always, you always, thats that's always your intro. Hey, I think mine is hello, hello.
0: I'm working on getting it on a shirt. Hey, hey, hey.
1: <laughs> Mister Writeout, I've been waiting all week to talk to you. I could not—I—I I was so excited about talking to you this week, and I—I I can barely, barely maintain Aww. myself. Uh, you gotta tell me how this weekend went. So, if you're not a regular listener of the show, before Thomas begins to speak, well, if you're not a regular listener of the show, hello and welcome. Thomas and I are a couple of uh, PHP developers, overworked and underappreciated, and we get together on a weekly basis to kind of talk about tech our work life and other things that are going on in our life. And last week, Thomas dropped a bombshell on us. I did. To let us let us know of a fairly large event in his family. So, I will let you recap, pick it up from there, and then fill us in on the details.
0: So, this weekend, uh, my wife and I met her uh, 26-year-old son who... Uh, was put up for adoption when she was 17 years old. And it was a fascinating, fascinating weekend. Uh, (laughs) There was...
1: Absolutely amazing, yeah.
0: There was a lot of drinking and stories, and uh, my wife had a, like, shoebox where she kept a lot of stuff because there's this... Three day period where the the mother is still with the baby after it's born, but before the adoption mm-hmm. stuff all goes through. Mm-hmm. So she busted that out and had stuff like his his first uh, blanket when he was born, and pacifier, and his original birth certificate. No way. Yeah, so that's it was a this thing called a blind adoption and i i don't know much about how it works but basically none of the information on the birth certificate that he gets or that his adoptive parents get has real information Mm -hmm. it's all assumed names and aliases and stuff like that so that there can't be any unwitting contact backwards later on uh so that everyone can stay anonymous if they want to Mm-hmm. and uh pretty fascinating uh lots of tearful moments lots of very uh, I, excited that's what children I, was
1: I bet you there was a lot of crying
0: huh yeah quite a, quite <laughs> a bit which as an observer was interesting <laughs> you know i don't i don't have that uh strong emotional bond that my wife does so there were many instances of us all hanging out together, and the two of them just crying and hugging in the corner, and, and me Aww. me as playing uh, Rocket League. <laughs> so,
1: it, what's wrong with you? So, in in summary, I mean not in summary, but all in all, it sounds like it went very well. It was a very positive experience.
0: Yeah, it went it went quite well. Uh, he's a really nice guy he's a really good guy he's had his own trouble in, in in his youth but uh pulled everything together and uh he's a a good influence on the kids uh mm-hmm. his his younger brothers and sister which it's still weird to get used to that's a it's a strange situation um <laughs> but good guy Uh, We weren't supposed to talk about politics. Is he still there,
1: or or is he gone?
0: Uh, He spent the weekend, just Friday through Sunday, here. And then this weekend, he's going to San Diego, actually, to Hmm. meet up with his biological father.
1: Oh, I didn't even think about that side (laughs) of the story. Yeah, me neither. Holy smokes.
0: So... Uh, yeah, it's, it, it was it was very interesting, and and yeah, we, I wasn't supposed to talk about politics, so of course I talked about politics. And well,
1: leave it leave it to, to Thomas. Yeah, <laughs> his
0: his general comments were, uh, you know, a lot about the position of both sides of the party, which is weird. And then <laughs> I was telling him, well, it's not supposed to be weird. You're supposed to know a position for both parties, even if you're only really adhering to one party yeah but
1: well that's great so it sounds like this is going to be a regular i mean maybe not the flying out be a regular thing but the the connection like he's part of the family now right oh I yeah
0: <clears throat> my wife is on the phone with him right now in the living room
1: <laughs> ah. <laughs> cool cool that is the craziest thing i i I've, I've heard in a long time i i i i applaud your wife i mean She's a strong woman, I tell you. She's, uh, I, 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 I think that's fantastic, I'm, and I'm glad it worked out. I, I really am. I mean, there, there were t- I was listening to the podcast again, where yeah. I was from last week, where I had made the joke of, perhaps you should wait until you find out if this person's, a, you know, mass murderer. I forget what I said. I said some something bad and no i'm like you know i i i am a dick man why (laughs) did i say that that's like a terrible thing to say no you made it was a totally
0: valid point and and we were we were talking about it with the the same emotional distance that i that i have which is that it's a strange situation and i am inherently more distant from it than everyone else involved yeah so it's but yeah it's it's been it's been great. He's a nice guy. Uh and he's he's very proud of America. So all three of the kids now have giant flags in their bedrooms that he bought them. Nice. <laughs> so it's it's
1: there's nothing wrong with patriotism. Nothing, I mean mm, I don't, I don't have an issue with that. So
0: there's nothing technically wrong with patriotism. <laughs>
1: <laughs> let me let me cue it up. Doom, and gloom, doom and gloom. I got these buttons available to me now. I can just hit buttons.
0: <laughs> oh, we got so much doom and gloom this week. You keep those fingers ready. We're not
1: going to do a bunch of doom and gloom. Fuck you. Fuck you. We're not. Oh, wait, no.
0: We have gloom. we have we have less than I thought.
1: I want to thank you. I do want to thank you. I spent the weekend binge watching uh, the Valley of Boom, and my god i'm so happy you pointed that show out to me it's the, the valley of
0: it's it's a it's a really good show for its exact target audience which is me and you <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly yeah i i uh i i was telling the wife you know, she, she was like well you know is, is this something i'd be interested in? i'm like yeah probably yeah. not <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because there, there, there are some like name, there are some actors in there. I mean, it, it's not like first thing I never knew National Geographic did these so, sort of shows. Me neither. But there was like, there's a couple of you know, B, C, less some celebrities in there, and she's like, oh, I, I know that actor. I'm like, all right. And, but yeah, it's really, it's really good. It's on, it's on my DVR list now to record every week and.
0: And I would say Brad. Yeah. I would say Bradley Whitford is an A-list actor.
1: Is that the Netscape guy?
0: That's the yeah. That's the executive financial officer of Netscape.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he's definitely even even the guy who uh, runs the uh, multimedia the 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 scammer. It is. He's kind of. Well, he, he's oh been a yeah. Lot of uh, what is his? I can't think of his big cling to fame, but like, if yeah, we I'd have to look up his his credentials, but he's been in a lot. He's been a lot of stuff. So, but yeah, great show. If if you haven't watched Valley of the Boom yet, uh, you should give it a watch. If if you're listening to the show, you will like that show. I promise you. <laughs> it kind of goes hand in hand.
0: Yeah, that is uh, Steve um, Zahn, who's known for. Uh, the planet of the apes
1: series is that who wait that's the director or
0: no that's the uh the blonde crazy guy
1: planet of the apes series
0: yeah he played uh the doctor in the first planet of the apes the new the remakes
1: no 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 he's been in other things though that he's he he wasn't in
0: uh he was in treme he was in Diary of a Wimpy Kid. He's kind of a character actor for dad, yeah, dad I, characters. I'm gonna,
1: I'm gonna have to look it up, but I'm not gonna look it up right now. I should have
0: done that before. Now, but. but yeah, he's a uh, he's good. It's 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 a good show, but it's like somebody who doesn't already have an interest in it, it would be like trying to get them interested in in Civil War reenactment. It's like where it's like right. you don't understand there's this this reenactment is so accurate to the source material, and you're like,, yeah, yeah but I don't know the source material
1: <laughs> exactly yeah you you, you got you gotta appreciate you know why these guys are doing this, these people over here are doing that
0: yeah yeah and and their their it, it, coverage of how advertising worked its way into the internet is so spot on because there were so many people at the time who were visionaries seeing the internet as an advertising platform and it just never occurred to most other people mm-hmm. that advertisements made sense on the internet. So yeah, it's uh it's, it's a good show. Big fan.
1: Yeah. I appreciate it. Appreciate that. I think it's uh, like four or five shows in now. So I even brought on board uh, my Canadian pals, uh, Sean and Matt, Mm-hmm. We were talking about it today, and and uh, I guess it's not available I, I I don't know I don't know what the availability was for them in Canada, but they, they managed to hunt it down and, and queue it up, so
0: yeah, call on that one. The one thing I wish they went into more was was some of the obscure stuff, like they don't talk about how Netscape was monetizing before the IPO. That they sold a subscription package for discs and CDs that they, came in they the mail. Touched,
1: they touched on that. I, I feel like they touched on that. I, Might be in a later episode sure. that I haven't caught. Yeah, yeah. It, it was good. Yeah, but I, because I I remember hearing them say that. I'm like, holy crap, that's right. Netscape, you used to buy Netscape in the store. And I, I, could, like, I could see the box,
0: you know? Well, a friend of mine gave me... A bunch of his old computer junk back when I was in high school, and one of the mm-hmm. things that was in the box was probably 200 CDs with each version of Netscape on it. Right. This is because you, yeah. you could get yeah. that subscription where they would just send you a disk every time a new one came out. And so he yeah. just had all of them. <laughs> and my wife was asking what, what me, My wife was asking me if Netscape is still a thing. And so, of course, I had to pause the show and explain how Netscape moved into Mozilla and Mozilla became Firefox and then the Mozilla Foundation and how they're two separate companies because they want to have the open source project and the the production stuff. And it's it's I'm I'm curious to see how far the show is going to go, because it could very easily go all the way up to present day because the browser war is still happening present day.
1: Yeah, yeah, it'd be, it's going to be cool to see how far it goes. You know, I also remember, wasn't Mozilla, like, I, I, I seem to recall Mozilla also had, like, a built-in email client or something in their browser, like, a, a really nice email client. Am, am I wrong? Am I no, it did, yeah, it did. Yeah, okay, all right, yeah. Crazy man, well, the, crazy. We we live through that. The hardest
0: part uh, I was explaining to my wife was was that they keep using the term the internet in the show instead mm-hmm. of the World Wide Web, because at the yeah. at the point where the show starts, the World Wide Web didn't exist. It was just that the Apache Foundation had claimed ownership of port eighty, but that the rest yeah. of the rest of the internet. Which still kind of exists today, is so ancillary to the world wide web, to port eighty. And that there's mm-hmm. there's a thousand twenty four private ports that represent some kind of communication protocol that basically don't get used anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, uh real media has its own port number.
1: Uh yeah. And that, that was the big thing. Uh uh when um uh, shit! What was the, what was the game that came out and they 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 snagged uh, lead? Uh, well, oh, 1337. 1337? 1337. Yeah, it would have been. That, would have been either Doom, Doom or Duke Nukem. I think it was. Yeah, I can't remember now. Maybe it was Doom or Duke. I, one of those two. But yeah, yeah, that was the whole thing. Is claiming it, is. You know, laying, that was the new frontier where you planted your flags when you when you got uh, a port. And you know, like you said, real media had their ports. And, and you know. my
0: my boss or my uh, my mentor from when I was first growing up in development actually has a port registered to his name.
1: Oh wait, yeah, he worked really?
0: he worked on something called the Surf Protocol, which was a, a UDP based. Uh, communication where they did uh, their own implementation of the tcp packet capture and refresh Mm -hmm. and it never took off even though it was way way ahead of its time and this was in 1997 they were doing home grocery delivery through the internet
1: Hmm, interesting yeah yeah and and, and that's I mean, really, that's what the show is about. The show, sh- the show is about so many of these visionaries that saw the internet pretty much as it is today, maybe even as it will be in another four or five years ago. Right. But they saw that ten, fifteen years ago, and they're just bursting at the seams to try to get there. They're like, oh, you know, they knew this was what it was going to be, and
0: and, and nobody so, understands what they're even talking about. No one can even. Exactly. exactly.
1: It was just. This, it, it just became okay. How do we make money? Uh, we don't know yet, but everybody's going to make money. <laughs> I thought the I thought the uh, piece, um, the role of AOL, or the the way they're portraying AOL in this was very well done. It was like you know everybody thought AOL was a joke, was a piece of shit, uh, but they were the 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 big, big portal on the internet, and no matter how much you didn't like them, you kind of had to play ball with them, and then you know the kind of the sneaky stuff AOL did with doing a partnership with Netscape, then doing a partnership with Microsoft, then coming back to Netscape. Yeah, and, yeah it, it was good. It, it's it's a, it's a really good series. Series. I appreciate uh, you pointing that one out.
0: Uh, how about some uh, some PHP stuff?
1: Well, you, you, I'm not going to let you off the hook. You made a promise to me. What? That you were, going to, you were going to do some work this week of something of a topic matter I've been very excited about lately.
0: Some GraphQL work? Yeah. So I will have, you, get- I will have you know that two days ago, I literally had code that made me cry and my week hasn't greatly improved from there
1: <laughs> it has okay. it so, has been so,
0: so bad at work this week like so extraordinarily bad
1: so no GraphQL talks this week
0: i've really i got the branch started to do some experimentation mm-hmm. but that was the best i could get because Ugh. it's
1: i'm disappointed this week been this week has been rough Okay.
0: It, Let's talk PHP then. So, well, this this week, the interesting thing this week was um, my boss was busy, and and said, so "I said, I need this thing taken care of on the production server, which is what you know he has access to." And he just said, "You know what? Send me your public key because I'm too busy right now." So <laughs> my week started with being granted. Root access, access. to
1: production servers? Rude access oh, to the God. production server.
0: And I, I told this to my wife, and she looked at me like, well, that doesn't sound so bad. And the best way I could explain it was was as if you were talking to your friends and you said, and, and your friend said, hey, I need some milk. Can you go pick some up from the store? And then hands you the keys to his Lamborghini. <laughs> and you say, well, no, okay. I'm okay with picking stuff up from the store, but I don't,
1: I don't really want to drive a Lamborghini. It's, like, it's not that I can't drive. I just I, I don't really trust
0: I, I can, myself. I can you know totally I mean? no. I can totally drive, and I can totally I totally do trust myself. But that's an expensive car. <laughs> I I don't want to drive that car. I mean, I'd love to drive a Lamborghini, but not casually. Where someone just said go pick up milk, <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> just it's 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 terrifying. And so it from there it went. Uh, Casually downhill uh, to Redis okay. Horizon.
1: So the, this, this is this is so like it's going to end poorly for everybody involved. Let's let's get into it. What? Did, well, I'll tell you what. You
0: break? I'm done with Horizon. You're done with Horizon. I'm just okay. I'm just done Whatever. with it.
1: Um, I mean, I, I again, like I said last week, it's not like Horizon does a whole lot. It, I think I don't know.
0: The, the, I haven't worked with it, but the conclusion that came today was that. That Horizon does a significant amount, and that it probably shouldn't be used in a production environment as a product that was developed by somebody who doesn't have experience or has minimal experience in these fields, and then it's well, been out minute, for, like, my, seven my, or eight you're months. confusing
1: me a little bit. <laughs> so Horizon is the Laravel package used to manage queues, right?
0: So it does... Two important things. So it manages a supervisor that controls job execution, queuing, balance, auto restarting, just job processing, like threads for taking a job, processing it, handing it off to the next step. And then the other part of it is the interface for your queues in Redis so that you can see what's going on uh, tag things to monitor them and get sort of analytics out of your cues.
1: So before before you go on, I mean, how often how often do you actually go to the interface though? Because, I mean, it's because if you don't use Horizon, you never you almost never use the interface for your cues.
0: I I mean that's the issue is that I've been it's been on my screen one of my screens twenty four seven this
1: whole week. Because, okay. I. So what's your what's your issue with it though? I mean, I, I'm still a little confused because it seems to have a very simple job, is, in my head. So I'm I'm a little confused at yeah you know, what like especially the comment you made about this probably isn't something that should be used in production. Well, like what what happened?
0: The the first issue I ran into was that uh, PREDIS, which is the PHP Redis interface, it, it's. Right it's a PHP written library. So it's just a thing that you tack on that opens a port and executes what it's told through the port that it opened. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it's throws out an error every two seconds about not being able to access the Redis host. Um, don't know why.
1: I that sounds like a configuration issue,
0: though. It, it is, but we're okay. having, well, we're that, having trouble... Again,
1: not a Horizon issue. Well,
0: we're having trouble nailing down what the configuration issue is. Um, but then on top of that, Horizon is, from what I can tell, built to be run on a blank system and not modified as far as the driver it's using. So we identified a problem in PREDIS... And ended up switching over to PHP Redis, which is a compiled C library that is...
1: Sounds like that might have been a mistake.
0: Well, it's much, much faster. We immediately saw an improvement. Um, The problem we had there was that Horizon, the way Horizon ended up serializing its monitoring tasks into Redis they mm-hmm. were not abstracted away from the implementation of redis so all of a sudden we had jobs that were executing that started throwing exceptions on undefined uh methods because those methods were mm-hmm. unique to php redis versus predis so you can't just okay you can't just switch drivers and have it work you have to flush the entire well, system
1: in- yeah. Okay. And and, and, and that, again, not the worst. I, I'm not, not not continuing to defend it, but I, I'm pretty sure Predis is kind of the default with Laravel and the implementation. Uh, with basically Laravel, if if you're using Redis with Laravel, you're supposed to use Predis. Yes.
0: But, and so, you, and, and it's after well, after scouring, nice. after scouring many 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 forums it turns out that PREDIS is basically small sites with very low workloads if you get into heavy workloads uh, okay uh, so
1: now you get more to now you get into some more meat of, of the issue so yes so so, so again maybe not i I'm not i don't want to put words in your mouth i just want to make sure i'm following you maybe not so much a problem with horizon yes. as much of a problem with the predis uh, package you're using and the scale that it, that you were trying to the scale of the, the queue you're trying to manage
0: yeah so we're still not into the horizon being an issue part the, the part where horizon itself oh, became okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is this is just redis and me having to learn the redis language which is ultra strongly typed I don't know if you've ever used right. Redis CLI, but you can't
1: just get something. I, right? Yeah, no, yes. Yes, I have, and I, I totally felt your pain and Slack today when you were talking about all the different gets. And yeah, it's like they all do the same thing. They just they just get yeah, like ex- return different. Yeah, like different why things. why couldn't you
0: just do a script that asked for the type of the variable before calling the get? Yeah, you could fix this in three lines. It, it's such yeah. a it's such an annoyance. Um, yeah. my, my problem when it comes to actually Horizon is that when we tried to kill the queue workers and the supervisor, uh-huh. they they stayed alive. Okay. Um, there's a there's a soft kill and a hard kill. And uh-huh. the soft kill appeared to just not work most of the time.
1: Uh, it's it, it's it tries to wait for everything to finish.
0: This was on so it does. This was on ten empty queues with thirty processes, so there was nothing to finish. They just okay. they just didn't quietly die. Mm-hmm. Um. And then. Uh, it doesn't, it doesn't really have good reporting for failure states. Um, it doesn't have good reporting for retries. We, we would keep getting errors that said... The error that I kept getting was that either it had failed a certain number of tries or it had run for too long. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: and the, the number of retries was set to one, or, or was set to zero. The number of total tries was set to one. So I knew that it was quote-unquote running too long, except that it was only running for, you know, 0.8 seconds. Um, so the the error that I was getting was not helpful. And then it turns out that there's another type of retry, which is retry until or wait until, where you say you're, you're not giving it a hard number of retries, you're just telling it to retry for X minutes, and that mm-hmm. somehow ties into the timeouts on queues but maybe doesn't there's a lot of configuration options that i kept trying to set that did not appear to work that are not documented
1: are not documented
0: yeah the document are we talking about horizon yeah. now or that's, horizon. About that's horizon that's horizon that there are a number of things in horizon that are just fundamentally not documented um, you have to open up the commands code in. Well, I went to GitHub to open it up, and you have to read through mm-hmm. the code to see where this option gets pulled in from. And I mean, if you pull up the actual Horizon documentation, you'll see how sparse it really, really is. It doesn't cover yeah. the hows and whys. Um, and I. Well, okay. Before I say something really inflammatory,
1: <laughs> before you say something really, I actually don't even see the documentation on the website. Where's
0: uh, it's on the Laravel website?
1: Oh, just just a regular Laravel.
0: Yeah. So
1: God, we're gonna get so
0: we're gonna get so yelled at. Well, I'm gonna get yelled at for this, but. Uh,
1: we get we get yelled at on a regular basis. What's what's the what's the problem? I don't I don't understand. What are you gonna say that's so bad?
0: Uh I was gonna say that I was gonna say that Taylor's not really working on it anymore. Oh god Here
1: we go. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that that was the thing that got us slammed the last time. We what were you we calling abandoned wear? <laughs> I think it was this. It was no, this, no. right?
0: No. Not abandoned. It was something. What was it? I, it was something else. I think
1: it was something but else.
0: My, my, I mean, my issue is that if you look at if you look at the commit log, there's a whole lot of approved merges by Taylor that were written by friend of the show, Michael Drinda. Yeah,
1: I mentioned that, I mentioned that last week when we were looking at the. Uh... The commits that yeah. Michael Trent does seem to uh, he, and he, he seems like to, he
0: seems like he's the current maintainer. I
1: I, I think that's a recent change though. I, I I caught I caught wind of uh, I guess they do a podcast. Just saying, I, I don't know something. Some, somebody told me they do a podcast, but uh, it it sounds like that uh, he, that was a recent thing. Like maybe he's not a long time. I don't know I mean, it'd be easy enough to look, look at, I guess, but
0: yeah but I mean, and we talked yeah. about it last week is that the two, the, the change log starts in the 2.0 branch
1: mm-hmm.
0: and doesn't include any changes
1: right yeah we talked about that <laughs> yeah. Last
0: week. And, yeah and it's the current change log version is v 2.0.0, 0. 0, but the currently tagged version is V2.0.3. Mm-hmm. Which to me is like, well, you dropped the fucking ball then, didn't you? Because there's three missing change logs.
1: So yeah, he he's only got... Uh, I, I don't know if that's his total or not. I see nine commits here. I don't know if that's just that one. Yeah, no, he's got more down here. I don't know. I thought there was a way you could see how much the individual person contributed oh. to a project.
0: But... In, in the end, what it came down to yep. for me was, I'm looking at Beanstalk D, and it's like solid years and years and years of development and support and community. And I'm asking myself, why are we running Horizon? Because Horizon, <laughs> Horizon is a front end for a brand new job management system. Right, and like implementing a brand new job queuing task scheduling system on a production system like what we have was probably a dumb idea.
1: But okay, so this this is this is where you keep losing me is because maybe I'm not understanding things correctly. But Horizon just monitors monitors your queuing system. The implementation of the queuing system is still part of the Lara- Laravel application you deployed. Am I not correct there?
0: We didn't use Redis for queuing, and I, I think most—I okay. think most people didn't use Redis for queuing until Horizon. I think when you looked at queuing solutions pre-Horizon... Okay.
1: all right. I, I, I see what you're saying now. So you, you made a decision to use Redis based on the fact that you wanted to use Horizon to do the, the, the monitoring of it. Right. Am I understanding that right?
0: Right. We, we wanted Horizon because Horizon... Now, it, again, it doesn't just do the monitoring. It, it schedules and maintains
1: task executors. Right.
0: Right. And that is a vital job for a queuing Mm -hmm. system, is the management of the queue supervisor and jobs. And this is a Mm -hmm. brand new system written in PHP to manage multiple threads executing indefinitely, which, when you say it out loud, sounds like a bad idea. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? And you look over at something like Beanstalk or Iron or RabbitMQ, and you go, oh, these are really fully feature-complete Developed, supported solutions. Why did we choose this one? And right. and the the re I can tell you the reason we chose this one was the Laravel Glimmer. We just looked at it and went ooh, ooh ooh new pretty Laravel thing.
1: That's a nice little phrase you just coined there, Laravel Glimmer. Yeah, it
0: had like, that's it had literally three months of hype behind it before it was released, and we got so involved in what it could do and does that we stopped looking at other solutions that are 15, 20 years old, supported by open source gurus and have front-end interfaces that have equal development time behind them, running in languages that are far superior for long-running tasks and that kind of thing.
1: Right, right
0: and, and yeah, interesting and, and I mean it really it came to a head today when i killed when I had thirty processes running horizon thirty thirty workers and I killed it and restarted it and then mm-hmm. now I had sixty
1: so we we got uh friend i i, I I'm actually blown away to find out that uh uh Well, I mean, you're in Discord. You're you're showing up on the screen, so I'm just going to go ahead and say your name, Tony. But uh, that he's uh, listening. But um, uh, he's asking, uh, what kind of uh, cues are are you running, right? So
0: we we run cues for a large number of things on our site that we don't want to process or that don't have an immediacy to the process. But the big thing that we've been running is an image converter. So we take an uploaded image and crop it, watermark it, and then cut it up into uh, 40 different asset sizes. And we have 30 of these images per scene on the site, and we have 12,000 scenes. So it's it's a lot of jobs we we were, we run one queue or, or one job per scene to handle what it ends up outputting is roughly 150 i think to 200 images but it's it's a beefy workload um, and that's where Horizon started to confuse me because we'd have situations where the queue count would go up instead of down. So I'd load up 12,000 jobs and I'd end up with 13,000 jobs after a couple hours. I think Horizon is retrying jobs and because it retries it, it duplicates it into its system and double counts jobs that failed. Um, but yeah' it's, it's frustrating and, and the, the worst part is that these errors that I'm getting, if you if you look up the specific error I got earlier today, <laughs> there's only one result on Google and it's in Chinese. And it turns out that it's just a Chinese version of GitHub where that error string is stored for that code. But no one has ever actually seen it in any real environment before for some reason. And and I, I know I'm I'm bashing on Horizon a lot. I think Horizon is great for sure. I think Horizon is great for a situation where you've got a small number of jobs or you're not like a super mission critical environment but man who do i reach out to when everything seems broken and none of the exceptions make sense yeah like because that was where i've been all week
1: Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) and and there are people who are in a position of authority on github issues who say well, I can't figure. I, I can't. I don't know why. Try setting your timeout to zero. Try setting your timeout to minus one. Which is, for most, for, for, from what I can tell, I'll know tomorrow morning. From what I can tell, it's an issue with setting the Redis config timeout to zero and setting the Laravel connection read write timeout to negative one, and that should resolve the current issue I have. But. I I think it boils down to, Whoa. it boils down to, it doesn't feel mature. The software doesn't feel, well, the software doesn't feel mature.
1: And, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, I'm, I don't want to comment a lot on it. Like I said, I, I haven't used it. You but, can keep your hands clean, it, that's okay. It's, no, no, you know me, I get my hands dirty, I have no problem <laughs> bashing Larvo. Uh, whenever I feel like they they deserve a good bashing, but I, I don't have enough experience with this. I I just I uh, yeah I can appreciate the position you're in though, and yeah, you know, I, I, as has been stated, it's like it, it was one of the the free products from from Laravel, and you're starting to see a little bit of a difference between the free and paid products, and yep.
0: Well, and the fact that in in halfway through the free products documentation it says you should use this on forge. Well, <laughs> if you don't that doesn't mean if you don't want to get your hands dirty, use forge.
1: Well, forge, forge doesn't do anything, though. It's just it's just a provision management system for servers. I know. So I'm, I'm not sure what, what that has to do I've been in the same boat, Tony says. Tony, man, I'm so happy you're on. You're you're in our Discord, man. I never never knew you were there. What have you been up to? Okay, do
0: you know Tony? I don't know Tony.
1: You know Tony. You know Tony.
0: That doesn't help. I
1: I I want to I want to I want to pitch his product. Can I can I talk about your products, Tony? When, when I talk about his products, you would know who he is. Well, I don't
0: understand what let's, you're doing with with OBS here, real quick. You're like,
1: oh, that's not me. It's it's my it's OBS doing its own thing. God damn, <laughs> I can't I can't seem to hold on to my uh, hold on to my. Um, let's see, how ah, Just working on my site. So you know, I'm, he didn't say I couldn't. So I'm I'm going to assume that he's giving me the green light. So this is Tony is of course Tony is Dev Dojo. Uh he was the he was one of the big developers behind um oh crap now I'm going to forget what it's called. That's a weird yeah, another, name. Another uh, another one of the admin tools um it it was a uh, ship related. Uh Oh my god, what the hell was it? I I know his new product, his new product is called Wave. And he he actually (laughs) came up with the name. (laughs) He came up. He's here in San Diego. He used to come to the Laredo meetups with us. Uh, I've never seen him at at an SDPHP meetup. Uh, Oh my god! What was Tony? Help me out. What was your admin interface? It's a free open source Voyager. Voyager. Thank you. I'm going to put you up on screen here. I'm going to put. I'm going to put Voyager up on screen. If I can, if I can get over to my browser, yes, Voyager. Yeah, he's a he's kind of a badass man. I, well, I tell you,
0: I'm glad that, I'm glad that a badass can empathize with me then because I just this it's so frustrating not having anybody to turn to with the issues I've been having. I've I've pulled up Blarchat, Slack, and Stack Overflow and GitHub issues. And I, well,
1: you 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 have the added issue of nobody likes you too. You know, especially people in the Laravel community. I
0: I do assume that I I'm blacklisted from most discussion boards.
1: Yeah, yeah, that might, that might be part of the problem.
0: <laughs> like some kind of shadow ban thing where just Tom doesn't get the answers.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're you're on a delay, Tony. That's that's why your messages are showing up so late. It's because you. It's like a thirty-second or forty-second delay on YouTube. So, well,
0: we we got to get we got to get to official PHP stuff because, dude, oh, I've,
1: you got more PHP stuff to talk I, about. I
0: I, I'm, I am full of shit, but well, I I, I, I also have a lot of PHP That's stuff. You know. um, All right,
1: let's, let's do it, man. Let's so move on. The,
0: the big thing is moving forward into. PHP 7.4, and what it's going to look like. And they're... It's it's taking an interesting turn. It's going the direction that I really want it to go, which is uh, uh, more advanced techniques, more complicated management of data. Mm -hmm. But I... I've started to worry about what the future of the PHP Stack Overflow questions are going to look like. <laughs> what? So, the first the first That's thing the is weirdest
1: the, thing to be concerned about.
0: Just wait, you'll understand. Um, okay. the The first thing that that was merged into PHP 7.4, so it's now actually in the beta code, <clears throat> is the null coalescing assignment operator. So if you know right. the if you know the null coalescing operator, then It basically says, if this variable doesn't exist, here's a default. The null coalescing assignment operator says, if this variable doesn't exist, set that variable to this default. Don't just return a default in this one instance, but set the missing variable to this thing. Um, It's (laughs) complicated it could introduce a lot more problems than it than it resolves but it was damn near a unanimous vote it was 37 to 4 to include this so
1: mm-hmm.
0: some experts see a, a purpose for it out there it seems dangerous to me but mm. you know in cases useful the The place, Matt. Are,
1: are you are you following internals? Is is that where you're getting this? From? Yeah, yeah. I follow
0: right. I follow internals so do... pretty tightly now.
1: Oh, do you? Yeah. Okay. did Did you see the recent discussion on uh, the seven four in 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 starting to prep for eight? No. The it's uh, branch off seven four. The, so it, I mean, it's just a thread that just started, but the the thread is actually branch off seven four early, they're they're feeling like uh, they're kind of ahead of the ball game with seven four. Really? So you, that yeah, that's one you might want to look up. Um, I, I've been following I've been following that thread recently. I mean, it's just I mean, it's just a discussion right now, but it's it's a good discussion. I don't know.
0: Well, here's where things start to get messy, though, is that a couple days ago there was a contested vote for a feature called FFI. The vote was 24 to 15. Um, and this is where I think Stack Overflow is going to take the brunt of the, the problem.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, FFI is a currently... Uh, existing thing in Lua and Python. And it essentially lets you load a shared library from C or C++ and then access them natively in PHP.
1: FFI, a foreign function interface, is a mechanism by which a program written in one language, one programming language, can be called can call routines or make use of services written in another. Right. Interesting.
0: So it basically brings DLLs to PHP, where you can... (laughs) That's literally what it does, is it, it lets you load dynamically linked libraries and then execute them natively within PHP. And the examples here start with... The first example is loading the C standard library and then calling printf, which <laughs> it's it's totally the most basic example, but it's also the most terrifying thing to see in PHP where all of a sudden from PHP, you can call the, the C standard library. <laughs> it's. And then the second example immediately jumps into creating unsigned int structs for defining timestamps in C and then loading them through FFI into PHP so that you can do C-level time and date comparisons. But very qu- I can see so fast... Stack Overflow going from I have an issue in PHP to, well, you should just include the C library that does that thing much better. Here's how you do that. And now you're writing C. Do you know what I mean? Like, I want to produce yeah, I want to produce a PDF, dangerous. and the PDF libraries for PHP suck. Okay, well, I use LibC PDF for PHP. Why don't you just FFI it in? and start writing C in your P application. <laughs> and that getting the most accepted answer on Stack Overflow because everyone hates PHP. <laughs> you you know that that's going to happen on some issue. PHP does this wrong, just FFI in C, which does it right. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, so scary. Um, and, and apparently... Uh, a lot of the dissenting opinions on this were saying this is a massive security problem. You can't ensure the security of P- of PHP if you allow dynamically linked libraries to be included in user land code.
1: Hmm.
0: And that's totally true. Right now, PHP is sandboxed out of certain functions through the PHP INI, but if you DLL in something that doesn't have that sandbox restriction on it, then we've got another global variables issue on our hands that's it's not going to help anybody.
1: Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I mean, but... but I, you say this is already being used in Python, right?
0: It's a Python FFI... Or Python CFFI and Lua JTI FFI. And yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah, it is. But I would say that the that the maturity of Python developers by default is higher than the maturity of PHP developers. Is that is that racy?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think I think it's valid though.
0: There's no There's no WordPress for Python. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> there's no there's the the entry the barrier to entry for php is so very very low
1: yeah
0: and yeah. this this is a a hurdle that people should be forced to jump not handed to them and and that was a lot of again a lot of the dissenting opinion was yeah this is super dangerous even if it provides incredible new feature support
1: Mm -hmm.
0: but it's crazy dangerous
1: all right what does she got for us anything
0: uh nikita popov what's that nikita popov do you know who nikita popov is i don't think so uh dude's got a wikipedia page like he's he's a big deal um, he's the author of uh the generators RFC. Oh
1: the PHP yeah, 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 yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Go ahead. So
0: he he is the author of the Generators RFC, the Variadic Functions RFC, argument unpacking, AST as an ex- internal structure in PHP, engine exceptions, uniform variable syntax, and quote unquote many other contributions and i guess he tweeted that he was looking for a job and php storm or jetbrains swooped in and was like hell yeah <laughs> come on board baby
1: not anymore you're not
0: um which uh it, it might be an under the radar news article but this dude is going to blow up php storm i he is not the kind of guy to sit idle and and take in a paycheck Get your PHP licenses revved up because it, it, PHP Storm is going to change a lot in some very core functionality and capability. I think he's going to blow us away.
1: Well, that should be fun.
0: I saw there was a there was a post for a real time scratch pad in uh, VS Code this week. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that's the kind of thing we can expect to come out quickly for PHP Storm. Is engine functionality built into the actual ide
1: Uh, and i think i think storm already has a scratch pad
0: Uh, i'm pretty pretty sure it does i don't know i don't really yeah i'm not good with my tools i don't treat them with the respect they deserve
1: i'm I'm not gonna fire it up right now because php storm is a little bit of a memory hog but i'm pretty sure it has a scratch pad but yeah yeah, cool, man.
0: Cool. So I think that's going to be exciting. Um, I want to. I really want to keep my eyes on what he does with an IDE, seeing as he's contributed so much to the core itself. Uh, and then uh, the last PHP thing for me before we get into the badness, <laughs> which. We're, we share we share the badness this episode. Um,
1: okay, and I know where you're going with that, and that's PHP related. So. It is,
0: it is, but it doesn't get its own title in the footer of the uh, video stream. <laughs> uh, the The current, the creator and maintainer of XDebug, Derek Raythens, uh published a really under circulated blog post. Uh, Mm -hmm. about the X-Debug experience, which properly named would have been the future of X-Debug.
1: Okay.
0: Um, He he seems like a really, really down-to-earth guy, and it seems like X-Debug is just sort of his thing because it's been his thing for a long time and he likes it being his thing. Mm -hmm. But he can't really afford to maintain it in the way that he should and would like to. Uh, He's aware that it's very difficult to set up sometimes. Doesn't exactly think that that's the fault of Xdebug, but the tools that surround it. Mm -hmm. He is aware of issues with skipped breakpoints. In PHP. Um, He's working on getting it 7.3 compatible. Talks a lot about how opcache can compile away a breakpoint so that a Mm -hmm. breakpoint gets skipped because you just sort of wrote it poorly in the first place. Um, And and a lot of... He writes a lot about internally what it takes to maintain Xdebug. And then at the very end says... (laughs) At the very end of what is... A a 10-minute read says... But you know, to maintain this, I kinda need money, and I'm having trouble getting money, so if anyone has any thoughts and then leaves it at that, <laughs> you know he's not, like we we ask more of our patreons than he does, which is horrifying um he he drops a link to his patreon page. I really suggest that people check it out um. Xdebug is such a core component. He's trying to build a lifestyle where he can maintain it and and do the work that we all appreciate him doing. Um, it's a
1: great. Do you, do you know? Can a Patreon page support another Patreon page? Can we? Can we funnel him some of our Patreon money?
0: <laughs> I don't, we'd have to like do a sponsored. We'd have to create another Patreon account to do a shadow sponsorship or something like that. I don't know.
1: I don't. I don't think you do. I. I think you. I think you can actually do. I, I have to look through the interface. You might actually be able to do that. If if uh, if, our, mm, if our. I'm listeners... pretty sure
0: you can't because that would be a tax problem, like a big tax problem. Uh,
1: yeah, you're probably right. I'll. I'll check it out. I'll check that out. But it. That's cool. It's a nice read. He's.
0: He's a really nice guy. Literally, he responded to every single comment on the blog post. If you go into the comment section, people are talking about what he could do and and shouldn't do and their experiences. And at the very least, he acknowledges every single commenter saying, Thank you for your comment. Like, it's Mm -hmm. surprising. Uh, Mm -hmm.
1: I I heard he's a good guy. I've never... I don't think I've ever met him, but... I've heard through the community that he's one of the one of the better people uh to, to that you'll meet like uh, just very uh very genuine person yeah
0: he seems he seems from this very nice and he deserves support so if uh if you've already maxed out your patreon donations to us then he's a, a suggested person to move on next <laughs> to i don't know do <laughs> we have we, do we have a max patreon level? <laughs> <laughs> we well, yeah, we do, we, we really should. <laughs> we shouldn't. Yeah. We shouldn't allow people to overextend themselves. <laughs> no. Yeah.
1: We 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 have a max, and it's, it's the bar is set pretty low there. Yeah. Trust me. Hey,
0: here's a guy donating a hundred dollars. That makes me feel really really bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. We have a new Patreon.
0: Oh really? The, the, yeah. Um, you pulled the Patreon page too. up. But I didn't see it.
1: Bottom, bottom left. I'm going to let you uh, pronounce it. Boss John. Discord. Yeah.
0: Or would it be Boss he,
1: he jumped on board. He doesn't sound like he's in the continental U.S., unfortunately. So, uh, I don't know. So many of our Patreons are not in the continental U.S. i got to figure out a way to, to get them. To, their, their Again, star. I think that's
0: for tax purposes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so thanks thanks all uh patrons for for contributing to the show. Appreciate that. Okay. You know you know we gotta do it. You know we gotta do it. You get you get to do it. You get to kick off
0: doom and gloom.
1: I don't have I don't have a doom and gloom uh I don't have a doom and gloom.
0: Oh you, must, uh, you uh, most you most certainly do.
1: No, no, no! I, ha- I, I ha- know, I know the article. Oh, you don't have oh, a card. card. Just- you don't yeah, have don't, have- card. don't have an OBS card. Yeah, and actually, you're. Oh, you, you already moved it over. Yeah, that's perfect. Uh, let me pull it. The- let me pull it up on. Here we go. Let's pull it up here. This is a good start, I guess. Oh man. So this one, this one was ugly. I mean, not ugly, just kind of like, oh, really? Uh, Oh, let me bring that down a little further. Okay, so it looks like someone hacked the uh, PHP Pair website, and and if I read the article correctly, repo they as actually well. Got in, huh?
0: The repo as well. Oh, I guess no. I guess okay, it would you have know
1: been... more about this. You know more about this than I do. Then.
0: Well, I know what they did.
1: Okay, what did they do? They took down the website for sure.
0: Well, the, no, the website actually was taken down by the pair group. The website was kept up by the hacker and they issued a oh. a version of something called gopair.far. Right? Right. Um I, I don't I don't use pair, uh but I know that a lot of Mac developers get it by default from homebrew. Uh I don't
1: know about that. So Pair Pair was the predecessor of Composer, right? Pair used to be how you could include third-party packages in your application. The problem with Pair and the difference between how we do it now with Composer is it wasn't project-based. It wasn't project-level. It was typically system-level. You could install Pair into a project, but it wasn't – it was difficult. It was kind of a pain in the ass to do. So typically what administrators did is they – installed pair packages on the system and then any PHP application running on that system had access to these packages so it, it, it's kind of what it, it was kind of the you know thing that led into what we do now with composer so people don't or I don't I wouldn't, shouldn't speak to everybody I personally don't use pair packages anymore uh, I yeah don't use very pair. very
0: few people do it's it's a legacy system.
1: Right, right. And so I, so I haven't used Pair in forever. And uh, I, I was still actually surprised that it was still around. But I, I assume there are people out there uh, doing doing Pair. So so that's that's what Pair is. I mean, I, I, I don't know why it would be installed, why Mac users would get it installed through Brew. I mean, I, I'm sure you can install it through Brew, but it, I don't think it would be included as the default as part of the PHP install. Well, according to. I, 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 I
0: overheard some. I overheard some Diego Dev employees in the uh, SDPHP IRC channel talking about Homebrew installing Pear along with PHP. Hmm. Okay. Um,
1: well, I, I wasn't aware of that. Which, yeah. it
0: would make sense. Uh, I, I don't know if it's true or what version, if it was a known good version. Um. But the really bad thing, and I think the thing that's not getting enough attention is, if you did get the bad packet, oh come on, with the doom and gloom immediately.
1: Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I, I I put effort into put making that slide for you, man. I'm going to use it. Well, this is this is going to scare you
0: though. The the, the tainted FAR file has been analyzed for what it did. And it's not mm-hmm. innocuous or Bitcoin mining or anything like that. It is very deadly. Very, very deadly. It hmm. is a reverse shell into Ugh. the computer running it.
1: I hate those.
0: So, If you don't know what a reverse shell is... It's the same as when you have a terminal open and you SSH into a server, except the other way around. So that Mm -hmm. if my client machine is listening for SSH connections, then it will just allow a new window to pop up with a root terminal to your computer. Which means that the, the hackers that succeeded in executing this, all they had to do was sit and listen... And every time the package was installed, they were notified, and then they were given root console into your machine. So they can from there from their privilege has been escalated to the permanently compromised level. If you have been compromised by this vulnerability, your machine cannot be recovered outside of a system wipe. There's no way of knowing what was done. There's no way of ever recovering any of the system-level stuff. It's just, you're screwed. Wipe the system. Back up your data. Back out of the room slowly. <laughs> 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 really, I, I can't express to people enough how bad a reverse shell root is. Vulnerability is. It is the worst you, it can do be. Do you
1: know if there's any way to to know if your system's been compromised? Do, do they have any mechanism in place right now to kind of identify that?
0: I don't see a mechanism, a simple mechanism. Um, the, the the real relieving thing is that this is not the pair installer package. This is an mm-hmm. ancillary package that doesn't appear to be run that often. Mm-hmm. Um, if the, I mean that's the other thing though is that I can 100% guarantee you that the first thing that they do to a compromised system is cover their tracks and install a valid version of the pair far that's it mm-hmm. once you're screwed you're screwed Hey, there's no way of knowing if you were compromised you have to figure out if you got forced if you if you got go pair installed and updated and then executed then flush your system but don't don't think that because the current version that's installed on your machine isn't compromised that your system wasn't compromised because as a hacker the first thing you do is eliminate all signs of having been compromised yeah and i i highly highly doubt that they will ever find a version of this vulnerable package in the wild, because the first thing you do in the wild is cover your tracks. Mm. Um, It's possible that versions of SE Linux could figure out whether or not they were compromised. Uh, I don't know what the recovery path for this is. I mean, I really, I really don't like. That's the, that the part that really bothers me is that this vulnerability, this exploit, does not properly explain how seriously it compromised the system. It compromised it in the worst possible way. It, to the point where you're probably running an unofficial modified version of the Linux kernel that is reporting the wrong version. And hiding file system, like you're, you're, you're fucked in okay. ways you can't imagine. I, I think we get it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's it. it's really really scary. Uh, a reverse Man. a reverse shell with root access is the worst thing that can ever happen to you.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, I, I got I got some positive news. Oh yeah. Yeah. I I, I need to update our, our Patreon list. We got a new Patreon now.
0: As we speak,
1: as we speak, we have a new Patreon. Boom, just like that. Boom. Look at that. Oh, you're good. New Patreon, Tony. Tony, Tony.
0: thank you. Thank you so much,
1: Tony. Tony, thank you.
0: Well, he'll he'll cancel his subscription as soon as we keep saying that. Hey, Tony. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like he's one of those guys. Like. I feel put me to shame because I I am so big on open source and, and doing stuff for the community. And, and it's guys like him. They just, you know, they just kind of mosey in and whip up this like massive open source package and just put it out there. It's like, Oh yeah. You know, I, I made this. And it's like, son of a bitch, son of a bitch. So I only, I only hope to, to, Get to their level, or, or it, just kind of almost their level. It, kind of it is a little project.
0: humbling sometimes to have to have people who have something to show for themselves.
1: <laughs> I, I tell you, people like Tony, people Matt uh, up in uh, Canada. He's another one. That's this, these guys. They they whip out like these you know projects in, in open source, and uh, I, I'm so envious of, of that skill set. I can barely get through my workload, and and these these people, they just I don't know I don't know how they find the time I don't know how they have that skill I, I don't know I, I can never I can never say focus on my little side projects long enough to do anything that that's that substantial it drives me nuts
0: I have to take two minutes to keep the uh, keep the listeners entertained.
1: What? what? What am I supposed to do for two two minutes? Where, where tell them, tell them you know? how annoying
0: it is that I keep doing this. That always seems to work.
1: Go. Go. You're editing this podcast anyway, so... Uh, okay. A, a, a brief network uh, break. So, Tony, I know you're on a delay, man. I know you're on a delay, but uh, good to see you, man. What do I got to do to get you to come out to the SDPHP meetup? Been forever since I saw you. And are you going to Laracan this year, in New York? Feel free to respond whenever you get that message. Short of that, uh, fun stuff for the the Patreons uh, waiting for uh, their their packages. The PHP ugly lanyards. I approved the artwork today. Uh, you might remember last week we talked about this. Um, I had submitted the artwork, and there, there was actually some back and forth with the with the vendor who was creating the lanyards. Uh, I did give them the official approval today, so they are starting the process of printing up the lanyards. So I'm looking forward to getting those in, and once we get all those in, we will start sending out the packages to everybody. The, if you're getting stickers and lanyards and you know, whatever, whatever you're getting, uh, we'll get them in. I am honest to God trying to think of ways to get them to uh contributors outside of the continental US. I just have not figured out uh what that's going to be yet <laughs> cuz there's like no inexpensive way to do that right now. So all right, we got we got Thomas back. Let's let's get back to work. Well, Are you wrapping up Thomas.
0: Almost. Um t- Tony was asking well, Tony mentioned that there's there's an ulterior motive to all open source projects. And I've referenced a site, Stratechery, in the past. I mm-hmm. cannot endorse this enough. It's a guy named Ben Thompson, and he is the smartest writer on topics of open source and the business of internet stuff. I mean, the guy is... It's
1: strategic. I just I just heard it. Like I heard you say it, and then I pulled up the website and I, I realized I, I saw it. And I'm like, oh god, that's so funny. Strategic. All right.
0: So here's the thing: is that I've I've been following this guy for almost a year now, and the articles are long and deep, mm-hmm. deep, deep. The guy knows his economics. He he knows his technology. It's incredible work. Um, But it doesn't come up in the podcast much because it's so deep so fast. It's hard to get into unless the the podcast was about the article, which is literally what his podcast is about. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But he talks about, in this this article, AWS, MongoDB, and the Economic Realities of Open Source, he talks about uh, a license that I've never heard of Called the SGPL. God, oh, let me make sure that that's,
1: that's, a, that's a new one on me. I don't. I don't know what that is either.
0: The SSPL. Um. This is a license that MongoDB created, and it's very, very interesting. It's a monetization license for open source by compelling all development, even internal, to be published open source. So if if I'm using MongoDB internally and I'm under the SSPL license and I make a modification to MongoDB... I'm required to publish those changes to my to to the Mongo code, even if the, I'm never releasing what I'm doing. Mm. Um, this forces companies like Amazon to buy out of that license and into a license where their modifications are not made public. Mm. So the goal here is that Amazon can't just download MongoDB and then release a new service called Amazon Document Store based off of MongoDB and profit off of it while it's really just one license to the MongoDB people. And the implications of how this is going to change open source development are so, so deep. Um, But it talks about, as a corporation, what an open source company really means. A company like MongoDB, which is in it for profit, but is an open source license. How does that mm. actually manifest to value? And I think we're going to see a huge amount of open source projects go this direction where once you're successful, you don't want Amazon to take it and run it for other people. You want to make sure that you get the value per server that Amazon's getting out of it. Uh I, I understand very little of what I'm writing, what, what I read here, but it cuts to the, the core concepts so succinctly that you start to go, oh, I, I don't know what this is at all. I don't know what this open source environment is at, at all like for real professionals developing open source software. Uh, it's it's a fascinating read. I really recommend you everyone check out Strategery. Their latest article is about uh, Netflix announcing that Bird Box had 45 million viewers. I'm sorry, 80 million. No, half half of their yeah half of their subscribers, more than half of their subscribers have seen this movie. And why Netflix would say that when they're notorious for hiding their numbers and what it means to companies that are trying to compete with Netflix. Because it's basically a, a giant dick slap. And <laughs> it it ties into the the valley of the boom. Because it's... How does Netflix continue to make money once they've maxed out their subscribers? Mm. And... The economic analysis of what Bird Box, despite being a terrible movie, means to Netflix and what it means to Hulu is damning. I mean, really so, so you, damning. You
1: so saw, you saw Bird Box? Yeah, yeah, terrible. Uh, so it, I like her. It gets, too. it gets. It gets I, haven't, I haven't seen the movie, but I like it. Uh, it
0: gets so close. It gets so close, and then yeah. the in the end, they abandon the philosophical idea behind the whole movie. So that there's a happy ending.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's really annoying. Alright, Thomas. I don't know, I'm feeling like this is a good spot to wrap it up. Your feelings
0: are so wrong. We're we're gonna close out with the standard doom and glooms.
1: Whoa, 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 whoa! That sounded like you said something plural. It's just, just quick, just real quick. <sighs> okay, do it. I'm I'm pulling you up there. Doom and gloom it.
0: All right. Uh, the US CERT, which handles vulnerability disclosures to the internet, um, announced that there were some issues with DNS that should be uh, dealt with and approached. Um, the the issue besides that, though, was that the Department of Homeland Security jumped in and said, everyone do this right now. Uh, if you're not doing this right now, you have four days. Do do this, do this, do this. Uh, it appears that there has been a successful DNS-based attack against multiple government domain names, and that the DHS is trying to get things fixed before they publicly announce that there's been massive problems um, It's a this is a very speculative article but it's speculative because the DHS isn't saying why this is so important the vulnerabilities being discussed are pretty standard for the cert lists um, but the, C- the, the Homeland Security doesn't think that they're standard in any way Uh, and companies like FireEye are looking at their logs and saying it appears that over the last six months there have been massive attacks on the DNS systems of the U.S. government, but we're still just not quite sure what exactly has happened. So prep yourself for a stupid level of security failure at the government level. Uh, Chromium, the core of the Chrome browser, has proposed uh, Manifest v3. Manifest is the language and API for extensions to access the activities of the browser. The newest manifest removes a an API call called Web Request API and replaces it with something called Declarative Net Request. The thing about WebRequest API was that it was given permission to receive traffic before the browser received it. So you could write a program that checked for the security of a page before the browser loaded the page. Uh, the replacement declarative net request does not do that. It allows you to inspect information after it's been processed. So if you're running basic ad block on your machine, then it will load the image request or it will load the HTML request and then block elements from being loaded next, but it can't do in-depth analysis of what's being loaded before allowing it to fully load. Uh, uBlock Origin and uMatrix are more advanced ad-blocking tools that check for what the content of a request is before allowing the browser to load it. Um, This new version of Manifest would not allow that kind of behavior. A lot of people are really upset, and it requires the rewriting of a ton of extensions that deal with media control, media restriction in Chrome. So people are upset about that. Finally, did you delete something? I had something...
1: No, I don't believe right.
0: Finally, uh, it's been a while now since net neutrality was destroyed. Uh, the promises from Ajit Pai that it would improve competition in infrastructure, uh, outreach to remote locations that needed internet infrastructure provided, uh, employment, competition. Uh, the reports have come out that none of those things are true. In fact, they've been the opposite. The investment in network infrastructure has gone down. Uh, Thousands of people have been laid off by Verizon and AT&T. And it looks like competition doesn't even matter to these companies whatsoever. They are literally separate markets. They know it and don't care.
1: Are you surprised? Because I'm not surprised.
0: Nope, Not at all but kinda, they, kinda they told they, the world that right but the 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 but concern here is that we're in an era where politicians can openly lie for money and all of the mm-hmm. experts in the field can say that guy's lying and there are no consequences yeah if, even when exactly. even when be, when shown profits went up for AT&T and then they laid off employees reduced infrastructure <laughs> spending and reduced uh advertisement which is comp- competition i mean it's 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 a bummer it's a bummer because
1: yeah
0: politicians are given a blank check at this point to lie about whatever it is they want to to get their way and we we got to start yeah. here we got to yeah. start somewhere holding them accountable net neutrality is a good place to start as any.
1: Doom, and right. bloom, doom and gloom baby i burned
0: through it quick that wasn't painful
1: Man, I can't believe this month is almost up already. That This is killing me. Um, oh, yeah, it's my birthday episode.
0: It's what? My birthday episode. My birthday's on Tuesday.
1: No way. What do you, yeah. you Like, You look like you're about 50. I don't what remember. Are you, what are you pushing on?
0: I think I'm 38. <laughs> oh, well. It Does, doesn't come match up match? off. <laughs> 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 well my my wife is four years oh, older than me, so whenever I say my age, she gets really sad, so I try to not say my age
1: <laughs> yeah that's good man happy birthday happy early birthday I guess. oh thank you i uh, if i i'm just looking i'm looking at the calendar right now i i, just, I realize I have not scheduled the next s d i uh seeing tony in in the uh discord reminded me. That i had not scheduled the next sdphp meet meetup. then i also remembered not only have i not scheduled it i haven't written it because i was asked to do an intro to laravel at the next sdphp meetup and uh yeah so i'll have to get that in the books if, you, if you're a listener of the show and you happen to be anywhere in the san diego area um be sure to uh drop drop in uh, to one of the sdphp meetups we meet the uh second wednesday of the month so Next month, uh, looks like that's around the thirteenth.
0: Yeah. And right. besides that, hey, you know, uh, find a way. Find a way to motivate yourself. Find a way to do the thing that you want to do. I've I've been dealing with self motivation a lot recently, and uh, things that I want to work on that I just end up not working on. There's a lot of tools out there to do it. Uh, if you want to be a better developer, then find the way to be that.
1: That's it. If, if you're a developer, just just keep keep coding. Just keep find something to yeah. code. I mean, that, that's the that's the great thing. Is I don't I don't know where our truck driver has been lately. I haven't been spending a lot of time in Discord, but I mean, yeah. If you're a truck driver, if you're a sous chef, if you're, I mean, you can be anything and still be a developer. I mean, some of us are fortunate where we're able to make a living off of it, but. It's really an art form, right? I mean, it's it, it a way really to express yourself. And, yeah. and if
0: you're interested in uh, developing a, a presentation on GraphQL, uh, feel free to send it to my way. I'll give you a good proofread.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I could probably help you with that. Uh, just, uh, just FYI, I'm going to toss that out there. All right, uh, Thomas, I think I'm going to call that a, a show. You've been listening to episode 138 of PHP Ugly. I'm Eric Van Johnson.
0: I'm Tom Rideout.
1: Keep Keep it ugly.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of PHP Ugly, and thanks to our sponsors, the Diego Dev Group. If you're looking for developers who care about the code they create, the communities they build, and the solutions they implement, then reach out to the Diego Dev Group. You can find the Diego Dev Group at www.diegodev.com. That's www.diegodev.com. Show notes and RSS feeds can be found at www.phpugly.com. Follow phpugly on Twitter at phpugly or join us in our Discord channel. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or in your favorite podcast listener. A rating of five stars is always appreciated. Until next time, keep it ugly.